It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, and you know this, man. Make sure you listen. To Greg Cosell on today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast, he is the civilian GOAT. This is episode two of the show that's so nice, we do it twice. Although, before you know it, we'll be into the playoffs and we'll only be doing one episode a week as things change a little bit when we get to the playoffs and we're DFS focused. The NFL playoffs right now are the fantasy playoffs, which is why we need Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan. I believe he's the best in the business. Love not only the information, but the passion, the delivery, the personality. Fantasypoints.com, code22feast is where you get all of Joe's info. There's so many people like Joe over there. I, I can't believe they've hired that many people. Your payroll, I can't even imagine what your payroll is. Don't worry about it. That's, my, that's not my problem. It's your problem. 22feast is the code. Fantasypoints.com. Joe, we got a bunch of games to get to here, actually, in episode two. And we start with the Commanders at the Niners. Tough matchup for the Commanders. And, and Ross, have you been paying attention to... By the way, I have to... I have to opine. We're recording this early, early Wednesday morning. So... The comments out of Ron Rivera have kind of made it seem like he is looking for a reason to go to Carson Wentz. Do you kind of agree with that? Yes, he's he's definitely um, hedging a little bit. Yeah, and, and Heineke, you know, I know he gives the team a spark. I think the team plays for him, but I think Rivera is really pissed off about that loss uh, against the Giants. Um, Heineke, you know, he gets him down there. You get the sack fumble. Um, look, I understand there were a couple calls that went against the commanders, okay? I, I get that. Um, but it, ultimately, I think Ron Rivera feels like the ceiling of this offense is capped. So I do believe there's a chance Carson Wentz plays this game. Does that make me excited for Carson Wentz for fantasy? No, it doesn't because it's a tough matchup with the 49ers. Um, Joey, uh, Nick Bosa, rather, is now the favorite to win defensive player of the year. Um, and I would think Nick Bosa, whether this is Heineke, whether it's Wentz, he's, or whether it's Mark Rippon out there, he's going to be able to wreak some havoc here uh, in the commander's backfield. It is also a tough matchup on the ground for the commanders, but Brian Robinson is averaging 5.7 yards per carry over the last three weeks. He has definitely arrived. The problem for Brian Robinson is Antonio Gibson is their preferred red zone back. Antonio Gibson has handled 70% of their red zone snaps over the last three games together to just 20% for Brian Robinson uh, in those games. So that's something to, to keep an eye on. But I love, 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 love the player, Jahan Dotson. Not sure this is the week to use him against San Francisco. But Ross, Jahan Dotson tracking that deep ball, playing bigger than his size, that is exactly the player he was at Penn State. Um and I know when he made that catch, you you probably internally thought the same thing. Even if you didn't shout it out at the TV, that's probably the same thing you thought. Unbelievable. He he uh, 
He might be the best contested catch little dude I've ever seen. Yeah, he's incredible at that. You know, he's another guy. Not that these two guys are not the same player, um, because I, 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 but Devonte Smith plays a lot bigger than his size too. Um, but they're not the same player. But it's Jahan Dotson just is one of those guys who just kind of looks, but feels like he's bigger than he is because of the way he plays. Yeah, he's not a big guy. No. What What about um? What about the Niners? Uh, Brock Purdy, the Purdy show. Um, Washington's got a pretty good defense, and and Chase Young could be activated. We, I, I know we've said that for like four weeks, but Chase Young could be activated. I know there's folks looking to stream Brock Purdy, and you know I can I can see it. Um, but what what is this game going to be? It's going to be the Christian McCaffrey show yet again. Saquon Barkley had a great game against the Commanders last week. McCaffrey, um, Ross, I had a uh, I had a parlay in the 49ers uh, Seahawks game last week. And part of the parlay was Christian McCaffrey over four and a half catches. He hit it in the first quarter. Um, that wow. was fun. <laughs> that was fun. He ended up with just six, but McCaffrey is, is the focus of their offense with Brock Purdy um, at quarterback. So I expect that to continue. George Kittle back from the dead. He scores two touchdowns. I, I, I'm in a league where Kittle's on the waiver wire because it's a guillotine league. Um, I'm going to pick him up, and I'm, I'm hoping I can start him over David Njoku, who's in that perilously low total game uh, in Cleveland. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk against Washington? Eh. You know, he had just two catches for 19 yards. Um, didn't get me all that excited. I Look, they're managing Brock Purdy. They're giving him easy throws. That's exactly what Kyle Shanahan should be doing. Um, it's a downgrade for the passing pass catchers here, but a big upgrade for Christian McCaffrey. Let's get to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Very interesting game. I believe it'll be Gardner Minshew. You do believe it'll be Gardner Minshew. What does that mean, Joe, for people that have Miles Sanders or maybe Dallas Goddard, who's back this week? Or what does it mean for people that have Jalen Hurts? Well, um, I think the easiest thing for people who have Jalen Hurts to do. Now, maybe you maybe you have Jalen Hurts and you at some point when Justin Fields was atrocious in the first half of the season, he got dropped and you're like, oh, I'll pick up Justin Fields. If you've got a Justin Fields, then your decision is easy. You just, you just play one of these other big-time quarterbacks. But I think if you have Jalen Hurts in a one-quarterback league or even in a two-quarterback league, I think the most likely outcome for you is to pick up and start Gardner Minshew. And... We know what Gardner Minshew is. He's a guy who's won games in the league. He's put up numbers in the league. And this is a matchup where if the Eagles can protect Minshew, and that's the one thing that they did for Jalen Hurts in the first time these two teams played, Micah Parsons was neutralized. If they can protect Minshew, just as the Jaguars did a really good job protecting and getting the ball out of the hands of Trevor Lawrence last week, you can throw on the Dallas Cowboys. Their pass rush covers up significant deficiencies in the secondary. Some of that is injury. Some of it is not. A lot of it's injury, but some of it is not. We know we know what kind of player Trevon Diggs is. He's a really good corner, but he's somebody who's beatable. He's not a lockdown guy. He's a risk taker who will try to and, – and Gardner Minshew could well throw the ball to uh, – could well throw the ball to Trev, Trevon Diggs in this game. I'm not saying that's impossible. But if you have Dallas Goddard, I was a little surprised he didn't play last week. All the better for the Eagles. They gave him an extra week of rest, and now they could be without Jalen Hurts. 
the last time these two players played together, Dallas Goddard and, Gar- and Gardner Minshew, was against the New York Jets in week 13 last year. Jalen Hurts missed the game with a high ankle sprain. On six targets, Dallas Goddard caught six passes for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Dallas Goddard said, hey, I'm going to remind Gardner Minshew of that. Gardner Minshew, by the way, you want to talk, you want to go down Narrative Street, Ross? You like Narrative Street? Sure. Gardner Minshew delivered a eulogy at Mike Leach's memorial service. The pirate. man, The man Gardner Minshew said changed his life. He's going to go out there. He's going to want a ball for Mike Leach. Gardner Minshew's going into a contract year. Well, and he is in a contract year. He's going into free agency. Christmas Eve, this is an island game. Gardner Minshew balling out, maybe clinching the division for the Eagles. Be a hell of a way for Gardner Minshew to enter free agency. So, look, I'm look, I'm ranking Gardner Minshew way below where I would have Jalen Hurts in this game. Of course I am. But there is some appeal here against this Dallas team for Gardner Minshew to go out and sling the ball around. And I think that's what the Eagles are going to do. I think that's the way. Now, that doesn't mean Miles Sanders isn't going to get more carries than he got last week. He will. He had only 11 carries. Um, The talking heads in Philadelphia sports radio are blaming Nick Sirianni on Jalen Hurts getting hurt, um, as they are wont to do. I think Miles Sanders gets more work. But in terms of – I'm downgrading A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith a little bit because Gardner Minshew is not Jalen Hurts. But this is a beatable matchup, and this is why the Philadelphia Eagles invest in the backup quarterback position just for situations like this. On the other side, the Cowboys, Joe? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just looking at how consequential it is that the Cowboys bailed so early on Amari Cooper in a crazy offseason for wide receiver trades. The Cowboys got significantly less for Amari Cooper than the, than the Dolphins got for Devontae Parker. How many times have you heard Devontae wow. Parker's name this year? Okay. And then they prioritized re-signing Michael Gallup, who's been a ghost. I mean, Dallas plays a full game and most and half of an overtime, and Michael Gallup's got one catch for two yards against Jacksonville. That was a consequential decision. But the problem is now for Dallas, you know, a guy like Noah Brown has to step up. And while he's done a good job, we saw what happened. Noah Brown has a ball in his hands in overtime. It goes off his hands for a game-winning pick six. Dak Prescott, to me, is not playing at a super high level, the level that we've seen from him in the past. But that interception was not his fault. Um, I still think he's turning the ball over too much. But the Cowboys don't have great weapons. And so if I'm looking at this game from the Eagles' perspective, I just don't want CeeDee Lamb to beat us. And the Eagles have the secondary that's equipped to do that. Now, of their three corners, Avante Maddox, the slot corner, is the most beatable. He's also still playing at a very high level. Um, so, look, you're playing C.D. Lamb, and you have to play these two Cowboy running backs. The last time that Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott play, uh, didn't combine, including games that Elliott missed, okay? Including games that Elliott missed. The last time the Cowboys running backs haven't combined for over 100 yards rushing was back in week four. I think they're going to come out. They're going to run the ball. I think the Eagles are going to know that. I'm going to be interested to see what they do. But the Cowboys are going to come out and they're going to run the ball because throwing the ball against this Eagle team is not really something you want to do. They lead the NFL in sacks. And, I mean, 
Ross, I know you follow the Eagles pretty closely. Just from your location, you, you do the preseason work. I don't know if there's a pass rusher in the NFL playing better than Hassan Reddick right now. I agree. Although, you know, Leatherwood was left a lot to be desired for the Oh, Bears. of course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, some of that freak show stuff. And, I mean, like, the thing is, I know Justin Fields watched that, that ridiculous running play, all Justin Fields. Hassan Reddick didn't finish the sack, but the individual pass rush was one of the most freakish things I've seen in the NFL this season on that play. Yeah, I mean, he's basically like his shoulder is like six inches off the ground and he's still on his feet. It's one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. Just a ridiculous athlete. Um, the Cowboys offensive line a lot better, but again, they're playing with some different permutations on that line. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to want to come out and run the football in this game. They are favored at home. I think that's the, that's the approach they're going to take. Let's go to, um, how about the game I'll be calling, Joe? It's the Raiders at the Steelers on Saturday night. Looks like Kenny Pickett back under center for the Steelers. What do we need to know? There's some interesting fantasy discussions in this game. Yeah, it's going to be um, a sad atmosphere, obviously, in Pittsburgh. Um, they're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, and we got the tragic news Today, we're recording today, this is being posted on Thursday, um, that Franco Harris passed away. I mean, very sad news. A, a Pittsburgh legend, um, maybe the second most important athlete in that city's history to Roberto Clemente. Um, um, and I know, like, us Pennsylvanians, we uh, we really take to our civic heroes. Um, so that's very sad news. And Pittsburgh um, going to come out here with a lot of motivation to win one for Franco. Um, but... I think it's going to start on the ground in this one. Najee Harris, to me, continues to look the best he's looked. You know, this is what I love to see from Najee Harris, Ross. 24 carries for 86 yards, you know. It was a workmanlike effort against a good uh, Carolina defense. Do you know what I love seeing from him? He had no reason to stiff arm that defender at the goal line. Yeah. On his touchdown run last week. He did it anyway. Get some. He... He finished the run. He was getting in anyway. He was just like, get out of my way. You're wasting my time. He continues to look really good, and I think Najee Harris is going to have a big game against the Raiders, who got gashed by Ramondre Stevenson last week. I like this matchup for for Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson, by the way, I thought he played great against Carolina. I thought it was the best game he's played all year. But 10 catches for 98 yards on 10 targets, extending what is currently an NFL record for most targets in a season without a touchdown. Now that record goes out the window if Deontay uh, Johnson manages to find his way inside the box. Um, But 10 catches for 98 yards, no touchdowns, still has not scored this year. Pat Fryermuth, I mean, no targets. They're running the ball a lot. Zach Gentry's playing a lot of snaps. He's dealing with a foot injury. I can't, I can't in good faith endorse Pat Fryermuth anymore. Can't do it. Raiders. Okay, um, the Raiders' two-man show, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, is now potentially a three-man show because Darren Waller came back and scored a touchdown, and you could need a tight end. Far be it from me to trust him. He had three targets. One of them happened to be a touchdown. Um, But if Darren Waller got out of that game unscathed, I think you can play Darren Waller this week. You got to play Jacobs. You got to play Devontae Adams. Look, Adams had four for 28 against the Pats. 
He had nine targets, though. I mean, he led them in targets. He's going to get peppered with the football. The Steelers have given up some big games to number one receivers this year. They gave up a touchdown to DJ Moore last week on a ridiculous catch by DJ Moore, by the way. Um, But look, you play Adams, you play Jacobs, and you can probably consider Darren Waller at this stage. Unfortunately, Joe, I will not be able to have any adult beverages on Christmas Eve. But you guys can, and it should be Labatt Blue Light. Football season, holiday season, it's Labatt Blue Light season. No better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. Stock up. Be the MVP of your tailgate. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Move on to the Sunday games, Joe. How about a cool Sunday 1 o'clock game? Packers-Dolphins on Christmas Day. That'll be fun. You know, I know the Packers have had a disappointing season on both sides of the football because I think... They one of the things I think they were comfortable going into this season with this receiving core was was because they thought the defense was going to carry them, and the defense has had a disappointing year. We saw obviously a couple weeks ago the Eagles ran for about seven hundred and thirty nine yards on them. Um, this is a team you can run on, so I'm interested to see what the status is for Jeff Wilson in this game, who apparently was close to playing last week uh, against Buffalo but couldn't get in. Raheem Mostert still went for over one hundred and thirty yards in that game. Um, But one of the things about the Packers is I also start to angle my way towards the 2023 season. I look at this receiving core. I look at Romeo Dobbs catching all five of his targets for 55 yards on a limited snap share. I look at Christian Watson, and I know he, uh, for a lot of fantasy players, this is a sore subject. I know Aaron Rodgers checked to that play to the flat at the end of that game, which would have been a walk-in touchdown if Watson picked up on the signal. You saw the play, right, Ross? Yep. He would have walked in for a touchdown. Sore subject for fantasy players, but he's a rookie. I came out of that game kind of optimistic about the Packers in 2023. Like, we've made fun of Brian Gutenkunst and, you know, trading away Devontae Adams. and But I think there's reason to believe Dobbs and Watson, maybe you add a veteran to that receiving core, that could be a team poised to rise in 2023. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be excited to play with these receivers next year. That uh, I'm just basing that off of the vibes I'm getting watching that team and seeing how Dobbs and Watson have improved throughout the year. I don't know how you feel about that, Ross. I know it doesn't affect this week's matchup, but that's kind of the vibe that I've been getting from this team. Yeah, I said that during the game Monday night. Um, I think how they finished matters for Aaron Rodgers coming back or not. Mm-hmm. Um Spoiler alert, he's coming back, $60 million, he's coming back. And I think now they kind of have their guys, Lazard, Dobbs, Watson. You'd expect both those guys to be much better in year two. He'll still want Randall Cobb there, and that'll be like their four guys next year. They have the two running backs. I mean, they got to get healthier on the O-line. The defense has to play better, but 
I, I do think he'll be encouraged by what they can do next year. I, I absolutely think so. And and by the way, we drafted uh, A.J. A. Dillon. If you drafted A.J. Dillon, you're like, oh, December's A.J. Dillon weather. Here's the problem. On Christmas Day, they're playing in Miami. <laughs> so uh, let, let me check the Miami weather, by the way, just, just, for, uh, just for posterity. Oh, it'll be a frigid 60 degrees on uh, on Christmas Day with a little bit of with a little bit of rain. Uh, it'll be an Aaron Jones game as it uh, as it quite frankly always is. Although Dylan is coming on and is a viable flex option for the Packers in this game. What about the Dolphins? The Dolphins are the Dolphins. Um I think they're going to run the football in this one. I don't think Tua was great last week. Uh, but he was better than he was in the previous two games. You play Jalen Waddle, you play Tyree Kill. Tua, I think, just because of those receivers, is a start-worthy quarterback. And check the status of Jeff Wilson in this game, because both he and Mostert have RB2 appeal if Jeff Wilson goes in this game. Mostert has RB1 appeal if Wilson does not go. Gross. Broncos, Rams. Oh, yeah, forget about it. I mean, Russell Wilson's going to play... It's a brutal matchup for for both of these teams. I mean, Latavius Murray. Here's the thing I will say. The Broncos season, we know it's – I have opined that in terms of expectations and consequences, this might be the single worst NFL season a team has ever had. Because at the very least, the Rams, who are their opponent in this game, at least – you know, they're paying the check on a Super Bowl they won last year. The Broncos are having that year before even making the playoffs. So, but don't tell guys like Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack that this game doesn't matter. Because, you know, you saw Marlon Mack fired up about scoring that touchdown. Latavius Murray's put some good tape out there the last couple of weeks. Latavius Murray... You know, the last couple of years, he's he's been the beneficiary of some running back injuries. But guess what? That's another seven-figure check in his pocket, okay? So don't tell Latavius Murray this game doesn't matter. He wants to put good tape out there. And I think that's what the Broncos are going to do with Russell Wilson, whether it's Brett Rippon. And it is going to be Russell Wilson. They're going to run the ball with Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack in this game. Murray's an RB2. Mack is a desperation flex. Got to check the status of Cortland Sutton in this game. Because if Sutton doesn't play... I think there could be a potential shadow situation for Jalen Ramsey on Jerry Judy. He can go inside. Um, I don't think Jalen Ramsey's had a particularly good season, by the way, but I just think there could be a potential shadow situation there if Cortland Sutton does not play. What about the Rams on the other side? Can't protect Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was back to being jittery old Baker Mayfield in that game. I mean, he completed 11 passes. I I mean, you can't play any of the receivers here. I had a Van Jefferson over two and a half catches, and I'm like, he caught the first pass of the game, and I'm like, yeah, baby, this is going to cash. No, it didn't. The only Ram worth worth a damn is uh, is Cam Akers. And and, and saying that he's worth a damn for fantasy is a little bit of a stretch, but he led them in, in receiving last week. He had 100 yards from scrimmage. He's on the flex radar. This is not a game that, uh, well, uh, let's just say that uh, I think a lot of the country, well, the country loves football, but uh, I, I think there might even be some uh, football lovers who tune to the NBA during this game. That's a good point. Uh, Bucks, Cardinals, not really a lot better, although Mike Evans kind of got going, Joe. Yeah, he got going. There were a couple of things here, and 
for the Buccaneers, it's almost like the world just refuses to not have Tom Brady in the playoffs. You said uh, on yesterday's program how disappointed you were in the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, like they had, they controlled their own destiny and then they no showed against the Steelers. The Buccaneers are, can't, can't get out of their own way, but the teams behind them are just pushing them forward. And now there appears to be a decent chance they get Trace McSorley. Trace, I love you, bud. Hit me with a shovel, daddy. But he was not, uh, he was not, uh, up to the task last week. No, he was not. Um, and, I think Tampa Bay could go in there, hand the ball to Leonard. Ford. Okay, all right. Let me let me do a rant here, Ross, for one second, because what me saying hand the ball to Leonard Fournette really is showing me what the problem with this Buccaneer team is right now. And there's a lot. It's not all on the coaching. The Buccaneers, because of the penalty, had a first and one. They ran the football. Take a shot. It's first and one. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's bad. Mike Evans is finally having his first good game since the Cretaceous period, and you're you're running the ball on first and one. Ross, I'd rather, if I'm a coach, if I'm an offensive coach, and I would guarantee you 90% of offensive coaches would, would say this, I'd rather have second and one than first and ten. Because there's so much you can do on second and one. And if it doesn't work, well, then you you, you run the ball on third and one and get the, get the first step. And they run the ball on first and one. Tom Brady should have walked off the field. Or he should have audibled. I, if I'm Brady, I'm like, screw this. Like, go deep. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, that was my rant. That was the dumbest play call I've seen all year. Just It's just such a, a lack of situational awareness and a lack of creativity drives me nuts and uh, look I don't think the Buccaneers are gonna have to do anything exotic to beat the Arizona Cardinals this week okay um Arizona's banged up on both sides of the football uh, uh, they don't have to do anything exotic to beat them they're gonna beat them on Christmas night but it's just a, a staggering lack of creativity that's why the Buccaneers are not gonna win the Super Bowl this year I know you said McSorley uh was bad is there anything else about the Cardinals to say or do we move on to the Chargers and the Colts um just downgrade your receivers I can't play Marquise Brown um DeAndre Hopkins you probably have to play and and James Connor's playing well but other than that let's move on to Monday night all right Chargers at the Colts the Chargers didn't charge her they they won it Joe yeah um of course they destroyed all the DFS lineups in the world by scoring 17 points against a pass funnel defense the week after Justin Herbert played ridiculous uh, on, on, um, on Sunday night football. Um, the thing about Herbert, like, and I mean, the guy is just so talented. Ross did the, the, the catch that Mike Williams made at the end, that ridiculous throw to set up the field goal with Herbert rolling to his right. Did you hear that play? Yes. It sounded like a fastball hitting a catcher's mitt. I mean, yeah. just a ridiculous throw by Justin Herbert. Um, there is a situation to watch here, though, in this game, and that's the situation with Austin Eckler. You can see that he was in pain. Joshua Kelly played a season-high snap share. Austin Eckler, he's pretty open. He loves fantasy. He talks to fantasy players. He's saying, guys, my shoulder is acting up. You can't bench Austin Eckler, but, boy, you got to be glad he scored that touchdown because otherwise he had just uh, two catches in that game. Joshua Kelly's playing a ton of snaps. That's a concern. Uh, Keenan Allen, 
Mike Williams are must starts. Josh Palmer is a viable wide receiver three if you need him. He caught five passes for 49 yards uh, in that game. Uh, And then um, Keenan Allen, by the way, he's a guy who, if Kenny Moore cannot play in this game, K.J. Osborne went nuts on the Colts Colts secondary because of their deficiency in the slot without Kenny Moore. I would expect Keenan Allen to go absolutely ham in this matchup. What about for the Colts? Uh, Michael Pittman's going to get 37 low-impact targets. Um, Jonathan Taylor's out for the season. The question now becomes, who is the guy to pick up? Because the Chargers' run defense is a sieve. My read is that the better pickup in terms of the matchup is Zach Moss. They're evaluating him. They got him in the Naeem Hines trade. He got 24 carries to 13 for Deion Jackson last week. Deion Jackson had the fumble. Um, and it's a good run game matchup. But the passing game work favors Jackson to me. Both of these guys are flex options for me, Zach Moss and, and, and Jackson. I think Moss probably needs a touchdown. I think Jackson has the better ability to have a big game without scoring. Um but it very well could end up like a Texan situation where they called up Jordan Wilkins off the practice squad and Jordan Wilkins mixes in. So I'm not terribly excited about any of them, though. I, my, my preference in it would be Moss to Jackson with not a whole lot of conviction behind that. Otherwise, this team needs its season to end more than any team in the NFL right now. Follow that man at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys have an awesome fantasy weekend. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.